0: Before I begin, I just want to briefly thank this, y'all, the parish community. So I've been a, a seminary for St. Thomas for five years now. I was here at Nichols before that and growing up. And y'all have been a constant, uh, faithful support of prayer and love, a family really here that I've had for my whole life. So I want to thank y'all so much for that. Uh, thank you doesn't do justice to the gratitude and what y'all have done for me. Uh, so thank y'all very much. I couldn't have gotten this far without y'all's support supporter, Father Mitch, as well. He's been a real spiritual father as pastor here with Father Andre before him and Father Joey before him. Um, They've all been great spiritual fathers to me, so thank you, Father Mitch, as well. Have you ever felt like God just didn't care? You ever felt like, you know, you believe in God, He exists, He created the world, He set it all in motion, but once He did that, He kind of took a step back. Um, he's not really involved in the daily goings-on of our lives. He doesn't really. He's not that. He's not intimately involved in all these things. It's a lie that creeps into a lot of our spiritual lives. I think um, it manifests itself in many different ways. Whether it's you know when we're praying, do we think, oh, does God even hear what I'm saying? Am I just talking to myself? What what am I? Is my is He hear what I'm saying? What am I doing here? Um, when we have big decisions to make. Do we act as if like? all of it depends on me. Do I believe that someone else is, is involved and he cares about what happens to the decision? Do I put all the pressure on myself? Um, when things kind of get difficult, when things don't go the way we want them to, it's easy to think that, oh, God must not care. He can't care. If he cared, things would be better, right? Things aren't going the way we want them to. God has to, he, he had to have taken a step back. It's easy and that manifests itself so many different ways in our spiritual lives. But what we celebrate today is Trinity Sunday. It's the mystery of mysteries. It's the central mystery of the faith. It's the mystery of who God is in Himself. That's what the Trinity is. And what we learn about God from who the from, from what he is as Trinity goes directly against that lie that he doesn't care, that he's not involved. Because we see what we learn about God from the Trinity is that God just isn't this static, stationary being out somewhere up out there. He's not just this, this being kind of doing his own thing. We know that God is Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But what we learn from that is that God the Father, he, he loves the Son with everything He is and He's constantly pouring Himself out for the Son. And the Son is constantly being loved by the Father. He receives His whole identity, His mission, everything He is from the Father. And in return, he loves the Father back with everything that he is. And that communion of love between Father and Son is what we call the Holy Spirit. And so what that reveals is that God is constantly pouring himself out, totally giving himself, totally getting involved, totally desiring that relationship of love and to be loved. That's who God is in himself. And he wasn't, he wasn't simply content with that. He wanted to bring us mankind into that communion of love. That's why he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus to become man, to bring all of mankind into that divine love, into the divine relationship of the Trinity, of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what St. Paul is talking about when he said in the second reading today that we cry out to God as Father with Jesus because we are part of that love of the Trinity. We're part of that communion of love and that's, that's the whole point of everything God is, he has ever done and He ever will do is to draw us into that relationship of love. That's what He wants more than anything. The, from the creation of the world, revealing Himself to Israel in the Old Testament, sending Jesus, his, his earthly ministry, His suffering, death, resurrection, ascension, and Pentecost, all these things that we've just celebrated are all directed towards bringing us into a relationship with God, into that that relationship of divine love. And even that wasn't enough for God. See, when we say bringing all of mankind into into this divine love, it can stay on the too abstract level. But what Jesus does in today's gospel, it's a really big deal. See, he sends his disciples out, he says, go and baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And by that baptism... Me, you, all of us are marked in the the name of the Trinity permanently, forever. And by that baptism, the Trinity, the eternal God, lives inside each one of our hearts. Right now, because we were baptized, the Trinity is dwelling in our hearts right now. God wanted to be intimately involved in every single one of our lives by dwelling in our hearts and abiding with us always and that mark that we received in baptism can never be taken away. Nothing we do, nothing we say can remove that. We're permanently marked in baptism. And it shows just how badly God wants to be in that relationship of love with us. By, making, by allowing Himself to dwell there so permanently, so radically, giving Himself to us so totally, that nothing we do can ever change that. There's a Carmelite nun, St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, Pope Francis just canonized her last year, and she has a beautiful prayer where she says, May nothing be able to trouble my peace or to make me leave you, O my unchanging God. Because she knows that God can never leave us. She knows that God is there permanently forever. Her prayer is that she wouldn't leave him. Because that's what actually happens. We begin to doubt God. We begin to move, remove ourselves from his presence. He's always there. That's, that's the unchanging part. He's the unchanging God who's always there. We're the ones who tend to move ourselves back. And so it shows just how radically committed God is to each of us. And in the face of that, we say with Moses in the first reading, has anything so great ever happened before that the eternal God dwells in each of our hearts forever? Like Jesus said today in the gospel, Behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. It's very strong language. He's, he's with us always until the end of the age. Nothing can change that. And so today, on, not only today on Trinity Sunday, but every day the church in her liturgy and in her sacraments wants to put that mystery of the Trinity before us because she knows how important it is to each of our lives. She's always putting it before us. We begin every Mass in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Father Mitch greeted us today. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Every prayer ends through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. The high point of the Mass, the Eucharistic prayer, when Father Mitch and I will elevate the species, he'll say, through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. See, always, again and again, in all the sacraments, the church is constantly reminding us of this mystery of the Trinity being within us because she knows how important it is. She knows it's the key to, to, to our lives because it's what gives our lives purpose and meaning. It has, to, it has to influence, it has to be the defining characteristic of our lives because when we lose sight of that, we lose sight of why we were created, We lose sight of of what the purpose of our life is. And what slowly happens when we we slip from from this belief is that what happens on Sunday begins to become separated from what happens through Monday through Saturday. When we say we believe this, but we act as if God doesn't care, our life becomes an inconsistency, and slowly but slowly things start to get separated to the point that what happens on Sunday doesn't even become any, it doesn't matter anymore. Because if God doesn't care, if God's not there, what am I even doing, right? So that's why the church again and again and again wants to remind us constantly that the Trinity is here, the Trinity is within each of our hearts, abiding with us in every situation and reminding us about how committed God is to this relationship of love with us. So what God invites us to is to slowly, in little ways, recommit to that vision of the Trinity living in us in little ways. Whether it's recommitting to praying five or 10 minutes a day, whether it's you know kicking that bad habit that you know that you have and that you know I probably shouldn't do that, so I'll, I'll recommit to, to kicking that. Whether it's you're in a, a gossiping conversation and you say something nice about that person or try to veer the topic away. In these little ways, slowly but surely, our vision changes We begin to to recognize the life of the Trinity within us and within each other. And it refocuses our life on why we were created. See, now, it's not easy by any means. But what Jesus calls us to is to the faith, the courage, and the fortitude to really believe him and take him at his word when he says, Behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. It's actually really hard to fully believe that Jesus means what he says. But slowly but surely, step by step, as we, as we continually strive to live as if that's true, our vision is changed, no matter where we are. Whether we're daily Mass goers and we pray every day, whether we're just kind of trying to figure out where God is in our lives, whether you were just ordained a transitional deacon, whether you've been a priest for five years, six years actually, um, whether even if you're just trying to figure out if God exists or not, he invites each one of us, wherever we are, to take that little step forward, to grow a little bit, to assimilate that, that belief that Jesus is, and the Trinity is always with us, integrate that into our lives, and to live and believe as if that's true. Right? So, wherever we're at, God is constantly reminding us, I'm with you always until the end of the age. And he never wants us to forget that. And so as we, sell, as we continue to celebrate this Mass, as we focus particularly on the mystery of the Trinity within us, as we receive the Eucharist today, and Jesus dwells sacramentally really within us, and he really does abide with us in a real way, we'll take that, that presence with us out to Monday, to Tuesday, to Tuesday, Slowly but surely, let that presence and that vision affect the rest of our lives. As we close today, I'm going to close with the final bits of that prayer of St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, as we make that prayer our own, as we continue to celebrate this Holy Mass. Grant my soul peace. Make it your heaven, your beloved dwelling place, and the place of your rest. May I never abandon you there, but may I be there whole and entire, completely vigilant in my faith, entirely adoring and wholly given over to your creative action. Amen.